Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Support for this podcast comes from Aegis Living. Caring for an older parent isn't easy, especially when dad insists on doing everything himself. You want to see him safe, healthy, and happy. From caring staff to keeping families and residents connected, that's Aegis Living. Welcoming respite stays. AegisLiving.com. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. We begin with the latest on the pandemic. California is lifting some restrictions on the Sacramento region as the pressure on hospitals has let up. Hair salons can reopen and restaurants can resume outdoor dining. COVID-19 is still surging around the state, but Dr. Mark Galley, the state's top health official, sees a small glimmer of hope. In the last few days, hospital admissions have dropped by about 1,000 people a day compared to earlier this month. And so to see a reduction in our hospital numbers in the last week to 10 days in terms of the rate of rise, I think is a very encouraging sign, but we're not out of the woods. But while easing restrictions in the Sacramento area, state officials have extended the regional stay-at-home order for much of the rest of the state, including the Bay Area, the Central Valley, and Southern California. COVID-19 has killed more than 30,000 people across California. In Washington, Democrats in Congress are moving forward with plans to impeach President Trump for a second time. Here at home, lawmakers are responding to last week's attack on the U.S. Capitol with a proposal to create domestic terrorism units in California's attorney general's office and the state's Office of Emergency Services. From our Central Valley Bureau, the California Report's Alex Hall has more. The lawmakers want the agencies to investigate and thwart acts of domestic terrorism and criminal activities by white nationalists, anti-government militia, and groups like the Proud Boys. Spokespeople for the California Department of Justice and Cal OES said the agencies already work with law enforcement to detect and respond to domestic terrorism. State Senator Tom Umberg said more needs to be done. The only way to really prevent and potentially prosecute these kinds of conspiracies and prevent these kinds of acts of violence is is not just by, you know, putting a perimeter around the Capitol. You have to know what these groups are doing. A bill is expected to be introduced in the coming weeks. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. State and local officials have joined federal law enforcement agencies in investigating the role that Californians may have played in last week's attack on the nation's capital. But they are also preparing for the possibility of more unrest here at home in the coming days. KQED's politics correspondent Marisa Lagos has more. 
The FBI this week warned of the potential for armed protests at all 50 state capitals. In California, local law enforcement say they are on alert to protect city and county buildings as well. And last week, even before the violence in Washington, D.C., President Trump supporters flooded the Shasta County Board of Supervisors meeting, threatening the safety of elected officials in that rural county, which voted two to one for Trump over Biden. Here's one speaker, Timothy Fairfield, calling elected officials traitors and threatening their safety. When the ballot box is gone, there is only the cartridge box. You have made bullets expensive, but luckily for you, ropes are reusable. Professor Brian Levin runs the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at Cal State San Bernardino. He says those who monitor hate groups have been bracing for this moment. We know that times of transition, particularly around these catalytic political ones, are times of increased risk. The problem is President Trump, as the highest transmitter in the land, has, has been able to coalesce and galvanize something. So this period of time will be an inflection point. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom says state officials are on high alert for any unrest in Sacramento. Orange County State Senator Dave Min says state lawmakers were briefed on capital security plans this week, and he's confident in them. I am not worried about my safety in Sacramento or in the Capitol. Uh, but of course, you worry about the rest of the country. You worry about cities, city halls, courts. We've seen an uprising of domestic terrorism. And certainly there are a lot of people right now at the national level that are that are fanning the flames of this. Min this week called for local and state prosecutors to investigate any Californians who participated in last week's insurrection, including a hairdresser from his district who posted videos online boasting that he had stormed the Capitol. Two other Democratic state senators also announced legislation this week that would require the attorney general and state emergency agency to create special units dedicated to domestic terrorism. Across California, law enforcement agencies contacted by KQED say they are monitoring social media for any planned actions, but none cited specific threats. Kings County Sheriff David Robinson is president of the California State Sheriff's Association. He says, unfortunately, the events of the past week, along with ongoing threats, aren't surprising. Robertson calls it the norm. This has been a constant barrage for law enforcement. Robinson says law enforcement agencies in areas like his, a small rural county in central California, are prepared to send mutual aid to other jurisdictions if they need help. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos. Well, in its final days, the Trump administration is set to substantially increase the fees that immigrants pay in court to defend themselves from deportation. Legal aid groups in California sued to block the fee hikes, and a federal court is hearing the case tomorrow. KQED's Farida Jambala-Romero reports. Plaintiffs say low-income immigrants facing deportation, including asylum seekers, will be priced out of a fair day in court because the fees are set to triple or increase even more. The cost of filing a form to appeal an immigration judge's decision, for example, will go from $110 to almost $1,000. We have clients who struggle even to pay the bus fare that it would take to get to our offices. Cristina Dos Santos is with Community Legal Services in East Palo Alto. The nonprofit is a plaintiff in the case. We'll probably see people not being able to access the rights that are in our laws. The new fees are set to begin next Tuesday, and the branch of the Department of Justice that runs immigration courts says they'll save taxpayers millions of dollars per year and better reflect the court's true costs. 
But advocates say there's no need for the fee increase because the agency is funded by Congress. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that is the California Report for this Wednesday, January 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thank you so much for listening. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash AdaptingCare. The law firm Perkins Coie, a trusted legal advisor to innovative companies and industry leaders throughout California and the world. Learn more at PerkinsCoie.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together. On the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.